Welcome to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast here on the West Virginia Soccer Association Digital Network. My name is Marcus Cole. Now, before we begin today's show, I want to remind you that once you've had a chance to check out our program, make sure you give our podcast a five-star rating and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. That helps you stay up to date on all the latest content from us and helps us get the word out to others and let them know that we're providing valuable information for soccer players, coaches, referees, and parents. On the phone with us today is Stephanie May, registered dietitian and owner of SM Nutrition. Stephanie, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me, Marcus. I'm really excited. Now, today's show, we're going to be diving into hydration and various drinks and getting your thoughts on that uh, for our youth soccer players uh, around the state. Now, before we dive into that subject, why don't you go ahead and tell our audience just a little bit more about you, your experiences and qualifications. Absolutely. So my kind of journey with nutrition started very young. So I was that youth athlete who played varsity soccer, travel soccer, really was never home because I always had a ball at my feet, was always on the field with my team. And I found that I was always just so busy and with school and in sports and family that one thing that fell to the side was my nutrition. And at first it was low energy. And then before I knew it, you know, my teammates were growing and I wasn't as, as tall or as developed. And then I started having injuries. And that's when my parents were like, mm, we have an issue. <laughs> and so from there, you know, I went to several doctors and, and one recommended that I work with a dietitian. And I just found what she shared to be so intriguing and interesting that like my dad and I did a lot more kind of research and, and in-depth looks at it from the side. And I just fell in love with sports nutrition. So when I went to college, I, went to, um, I got my undergraduate bachelor's degree at SUNY Oneonta. I'm originally from New York. Um, so I was there, got my degree in dietetics, and then I moved to Long Island. And when I was on Long Island in New York, um, I got my dietetic internship and my master's through Stony Brook University. Um, and from there, I just thought, you know, I really want to continue to help athletes and work with athletes so that they don't get stuck in that same rut I had to and really get injured. And that's one thing we really want to prevent with all athletes, prevent injury. And then with the youth athletes, really making sure that they're hitting those growth and developmental goals. So um, I got my CSSC, which is my board certification in sports dietetics. Um, and then I created my practice and I really tailored my practice to help youth athletes fill that gap between what they're training, how they're eating, to make sure that everything matches up so they have a great game and they're really reaching their health and growth potential. Yeah, I think it's such an important area. I think that goes often overlooked uh, for our athletes is that nutrition and hydration component. So that's why I'm glad to have you on the program today and specifically talking about hydration. So why don't we go ahead and dive into the subject. How important is hydration to a youth soccer player? Hydration is really important, especially, you know, for all athletes, especially for youth athletes, just because younger athletes tend to sweat a lot more. Um, they're running around. And the other part of it is that they accidentally underhydrate. They're just so excited to play. Um, they're ready to, you know, just do everything they can to impress their coach and really get more playing time. But sometimes taking water breaks is just something they don't think about. Um, so that's where, you know, when I work with athletes, we always stress that 
part of fueling is really focusing on your hydration. And, you know, if an athlete underhydrates, there's a lot of negative consequences that can come not only with their game, but with their health. That's why I always encourage youth athletes and, and really trying to enforce it with coaches and trainers and parents to make sure that you're giving them breaks every 15 to 20 minutes and encouraging them to at least take four to five big gulps of water or sports drinks. I think that's the thing, too, that uh, we need to stress to a lot of our coaches that listen to the podcast is how important uh, those water breaks are to the kids and being able to give them an opportunity to to rehydrate themselves and replenish a little bit uh, throughout their training session. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit some of the dangers of a youth soccer player being dehydrated? Yeah, I mean, just a 1% or 2% dehydration in any athlete can impact their endurance, their alertness, their cognitive function. And as an athlete, you need your ability to react. You need your muscles to trigger and fire and be able to go. But I think the bigger picture is the health and safety aspect of it. You know, making sure that your athlete isn't having migraines or having heat, uh, heat illness, things that can impact them. Um, you know, God forbid they fall um, because they pass out and hit their head on something. You know, there's a lot of different variables that go into it. But, you know, the big things to look out for, um, I tell all coaches and parents, if you have an athlete who's always thirsty, you just feel that they can't quench themselves, it's time to reevaluate um, their fueling plan. Um, one thing is encouraging athletes to look at their urine color, too. You know, that's one kind of easy way to figure out if they're hydrated or not. And especially with the younger athletes, you can almost make it a game. You know, like, okay, well, if you're, if you're really, really dark urine, we don't want to be there, so can we get it a little bit lighter? Not too light, you want to keep clear, but, you know, just kind of making sure we're hitting that color spectrum, which can be really helpful. And then one other thing to kind of look at is their weight. So if they're losing a significant amount of weight just at, during practice, probably water, and they're probably really dehydrated. So those are kind of the three key points that I tell parents and coaches and trainers to, to monitor, um, especially with youth athletes, just because, you know, dehydration can sneak up on them so quickly because they do sweat and lose a lot more water than an adult athlete would their body size. Now, I think everybody, when we talk about the word hydration, I think everybody could agree on, we think water. Um, what are your thoughts in regards to, I mean, how important is water, just plain water to our bodies? And plain water does so much for our bodies. It lubricates our joints. It keeps our muscles hydrated. It, it's the major component of our blood. You know, without enough water, your blood isn't being as efficient and it's not moving oxygen and nutrients to your muscles. You know, water has such a foundational role in our metabolism. So I really try to stress that to athletes that the water, plain water, should you be your foundation of every day. You should really focus on drinking at least half of your body weight in ounces as baseline. You know, of course, that's going to change based on heat. If that athlete's a super sweater, kind of different things with their training sessions. There's a lot of variables that go into figuring out how much water an athlete needs. But I think that baseline foundation of having at least half of your body weight in water is a great start. Now, obviously, we think water when it comes to hydration, but I think a lot of people miss out on is foods can hydrate you, too, as well. Talk to us about some of the foods that we can consume to help with the hydration. Absolutely. I think foods are one of the easiest things to give youth athletes or even high school and college athletes when they're really struggling to keep up with their hydration because fruits and veggies are great and they're packed full of vitamins, minerals, and water. 
So think about, you know, things like watermelons, cucumbers, oranges, berries, peppers. You know, you kind of get the point. Those water-based produce options are fantastic for athletes, especially if they are, you know, if they've got back-to-back games or they've got tournament-style play where they might need something to help them drink more. An orange is a great choice, or cucumber slices and watermelon can just sneak in a couple of extra, you know, ounces of water. Something else to think about is milk and soups and smoothies. All of them are great ways to get in extra fluids. And with that, thinking about electrolytes as well, because hydration isn't just water. It's a balance of water, electrolytes, and carbs. So if you have, for example, that watermelon, sprinkling a little bit of salt on what doesn't change the taste, but it does give them a dose of electrolytes, will help them use those fluids and really retain them so they're not losing them through their urine right away. Now, also, too, when we talk about hydration, we talk about, you know, not only water or foods to help us hydrate, but we talk about some other things like sports drinks. And what are your thoughts on sports drinks like Gatorade and Powerade? I think there's a time and a place where they're really, really helpful. I know some people kind of demonize them, and that's, you know, strictly because you see kids or adults just on their lunch break having Gatorade as a, as a drink instead of water or an unsweet tea. So I think there's a time and a place for sports drinks, absolutely. Um, you know, if there's an athlete who's going to be playing outside for more than 45 to 60 minutes, especially youth athletes, I always recommend having some sort of electrolyte, um, whether it be, um, you know, a salty snack like pretzels or goldfish, or if they aren't able to eat, having 8 to 12 ounces of a sports drink is a great alternative because it not only gets them those electrolytes, which will, which will help them stay hydrated, gets them some fluids, but it also sneaks in some carbs, which is a great source of energy um, because they are burning a ton of energy training and then growing and developing. So they do need that extra boost of energy. And I think it's a great option, especially at, um, you know, halftime or if they're just not really big eaters during the middle of the game and they really need that boost of energy, sports drinks can be a great um, add-in. But I think just making sure that they've got that foundation of water-based fluids first and then we can add in things like sports drinks as necessary. What are your thoughts on water flavorings like Mio or some of those infused beverages like Propel that are flavored waters? What are your thoughts on those? I have a lot of athletes and parents of athletes kind of asking that same question. And honestly, I understand that some, you know, especially youth athletes, because they just get sick of water all the time. And so, um, you know, again, if they have a lot of just plain water in a diet, that's great. But if, if every once in a while they want to introduce something that has a little bit of flavor, like a meal or a propel, I think that's okay. I just don't want them to use that as their main source of hydration, right? Because we want to learn to, to love water. And so that's where I, I work with them to just taper up their water and taper down that meal and propel. But I think those are great starting points if you're just trying to get fluid in. They could be great tools in your toolbox to help that athlete get more water in. Because I think that's the most important thing at the end of the day, just making sure that they're hydrated. Um, But there are some really great ways to flavor your water from home. Speaking of flavoring your waters at home, um, talk to us a little bit about being able to do that. I know a lot of people have started, they got, uh, I know my wife ordered one of those big pitchers uh, where you could put water in and then it has a little compartment in it where you can put whatever it is to flavor your water in there. What do you think of, of doing that? Yeah, I love those kind of infuser water bottles that kind of keeps the fruit in a little section, but the water kind of moves throughout. 
Um, that's one of the first recommendations I make to athletes is, okay, let's jazz up your water and add frozen fruit because frozen fruit not only keeps it colder, but as it melts, it releases a lot more of its juices, of its flavors, its, its antioxidants, vitamins and minerals, all of those great things. So you do get a little bit of a nutrient boost by adding those frozen fruits in there. And, you know, what I recommend is if you have fruits that are going bad, wash them, cut them, and put them in the freezer. They make great additions to smoothies. Um, that's another hydrating option, or you can just throw them in your water. And something fun to do, you know, if, if this is kind of an alternative if you're getting sick of water, is to add that frozen fruit into sparkling water or seltzer. That will really help you kind of jazz up your water, add some different, you know, add some bubbles, some carbonation. At the end of the day, you don't want to really do that around training, but it does get more fluids in with a little bit more variety. Um, but you can also make hydration really fun. So especially now that most athletes are home, you know, you can work on making a homemade sports drink. Um, I do this a lot with the athletes I work with, you know, using coconut water and fruit juice and honey and a little bit of salt and some fresh lemon or lime. You can make a really awesome and hydrating homemade sports drink, which can be really fun and um, something to try by their training. I'm so glad you brought up that point about the the frozen fruits. We deal with a lot of frozen fruits in our house, and I didn't even think to use them as ice cubes uh, in water and being able to, you know, infuse the water that way. That's such a wonderful idea. Now, yeah, frozen fruit, most people have, and it's relatively inexpensive, which is really nice. <laughs> I know, you know, because, I mean, in, in our area here, I mean, I deal with a lot of frozen fruits because I'm tired of, of getting fruits at the supermarket and, and some farmer's markets. It's just, they just seem flavorless, and, and I don't enjoy it that way. But I seem to get that flavor that I look for in frozen fruits, which is uh, which is great. I mean, we deal with a lot of strawberries and blueberries in my home, and um things along that line. So that's, I mean, that's a wonderful idea. Um, one thing that I see a lot of, and, and I find, I, I find disturbing to be honest, um, especially when I go to youth soccer tournaments and I'll see youth players consuming energy drinks like Red Bull and Monster and things along that lines. Um, what are your thoughts on those as far as, uh, for a youth soccer player? I agree with your point of view there. I think that if a youth soccer player is focusing and drinking energy drinks to make it through the day or make it through practice or a game day, I think we kind of have a bigger fish to fry, right? I think that we really need to change that dialogue of, okay, why do you feel you need that energy drink? Why are you using that energy drink? And if it's their, they're tired, they don't feel like they have the energy to run, well, now we need to pivot and take a deeper dive as to what they're eating. <laughs> you know, are they eating enough before practice, um, after their training to help their muscles recover? Did they eat enough the day before? Um, are they hydrated? You know, these are all things that I kind of look at when I'm, when I'm talking with an athlete who really wants to use an energy drink. And, and I think the, the most important thing here is just figuring out why they want to use it. You know, is it something they just saw and they wanted to try? Then we can kind of talk to them about alternatives, maybe making that homemade sports drink. Um, or if it's something where they feel like they need it, that's where we really have to focus on their nutrition. Because I think, especially at a youth age, it's really important that they create that nutrition foundation, that they understand that food is the primary source of all of their energy, their nutrients, that's going to help them perform and grow and develop. And I think teaching them that, yes, processed foods are nice, um, but I think that having that energy drink should not be their go-to energy source um, for training, especially if they're using it kind of later in the day, it can impact their sleep. Um, I mean, there's so much research that talks about 
sleep and recovery, and especially with youth athletes, just making sure they get that time to let their body rest. I remember seeing something uh, on Twitter. I think it was you that uh, it was either Twitter or Instagram from you talking about uh, the difference between eating and fueling. And I think that's a, a big uh, idea that you brought up is the fact that we need to teach our kids uh, how to properly fuel themselves for the activities that they do, no matter what it is, whether it's soccer, whether, whether it's anything else. I, I think that's extremely important. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I think, you know, because, at the end of the day, athletes are also humans, and that's something I try to share to them, too. So we all eat, but I think as an athlete, you also need to learn to be strategic with your food and fuel. And so it's kind of marrying those two um, that I help athletes do is, you know, yes, as an athlete, you can have ice cream and cookies and snacks, everything you want, but um, sometimes eating those around competition may not be your best option, right? So that's the difference between kind of eating and fueling is being strategic to hit your performance um, and training goals. Stephanie, as we wrap things up here, uh, if you could just give one piece of advice in regards to hydration for our youth athletes, what would that one piece of advice be? I would start with just being consistent. Start carrying your water bottle with you. Try to hit half of your body weight in ounces every day. So if you have a 100-pound athlete, aiming for 50 ounces as a start. That's your baseline. And then tapering up from there. Um, everyone is very individualized. That's a great place to start. And then just making sure that you're sipping throughout the day. If you are thirsty, you're probably already approaching that dehydration line. So keep hydrated. It will make a huge difference in your performance. Obviously, you are a wonderful follow on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I highly encourage everybody uh, that's listening to this podcast to follow you. Where can they find you on social media? And also, where can they find you on the web for your website for your services? Absolutely. So my Instagram is fueling.highschool.athlete. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at fuel underscore HS athlete. And then you can find lots more information about me working with me. Um, I do have a fueling program for athletes and the beauty of that is all virtual. So we talk and work over um, video communication, lots of conferences and Zoom calls, which is really fun. So you can find more information about that at smnutritionrd.com. I think one of the uh, important things that I'd love for our youth athletes and our parents to understand is if you're taking a sport seriously, if you have lofty goals as far as I want to play college soccer, I want to play in the NWSL or MLS or, or an, uh, you know, an academy or wherever, and you, you really want to up your level, nutrition has to be a big component of that journey. And I think, uh, you know, based upon, I mean, I've been following you now for a couple of months and uh, just you're providing a lot of valuable content for people. And I highly encourage uh, people to seek out a new, a registered dietitian uh, to talk about uh, their child's nutritional needs uh, for them to achieve those goals. And I certainly appreciate you, Stephanie, for coming on our program today. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for listening to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast here on the West Virginia Soccer Association Digital Network. Now that you've heard our program, make sure you give our podcast a five-star rating and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back next Thursday with another episode, so we hope to see you next week. Take care.